if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two is underway now, nine minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420. The answer on a, on a Wednesday, the 22nd morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord 2020. <clears throat> Great opportunity for you to be heard today. We are guest free in hour number two, so we're looking forward to uh, your thoughts at 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers gets you here. And I want to use this opportunity to remind you that masks don't work. Don't believe me. Listen to the WHO. Listen to the CDC. Listen to the United Kingdom. Um, to um, a colleague in Hong Kong um, who's a, a professor there who's done the evidence review for the World Health Organization on face masks. And we're of the same mind that there is no evidence that general wearing of face masks by the public who are well affects the spread of the disease in our society. What matters right now, of course, is social distancing. But in terms of the hard evidence and what the UK government recommends, we do not recommend face masks for general wearing by the public. The UK does not recommend face masks for general wearing by the public. And they got their information from the WHO and, of course, the CDC all said the same thing until it was politically opportunistic for them to say just the opposite. But all of the information that they used to base that decision on is available on a on a web page shared by our good friend uh, uh, Tom Z Tom Zawistowski with the uh, president of the We the People uh, convention, and um, there is a study again cited by the CDC about emerging infectious diseases, non pharmaceutical measures for pandemic influenza in non healthcare settings, personal protective and environmental measures. I bring all of this up to start this hour because you know where we're going, right? A little bit later today. Governor Mike DeWine is going to have his next briefing. It was supposed to be held yesterday. He couldn't hold it yesterday because it would have competed with the district attorney, the federal attorney in the uh, Southern District of Ohio, uh, with the press conference announcing the charges against Matt Borges, as well as Jeff Longstreth, and, of course, Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder in a $61 million alleged bribery scheme. Um, 
I don't have enough information on that to comment on that yet, so I'm not going to, uh, other than to say that if it's real and if it's proven, of course, everybody deserves the benefit of the doubt. We talk about this constantly on this program because that's what the law says. The law says that you are innocent until proven guilty. But having said that, this does not look good. And I think I might, for the first time in uh, his term as governor, agree with Mike DeWine when he is calling for individuals to step down from their positions during this investigation or these charges and trial. And yes, Mike DeWine said yesterday that Larry Householder probably should resign as Ohio House Speaker. And uh, he's probably right. He's probably right. Even if he's not guilty, he can then run for office again. But if he is guilty, and even during the deliberation and the period of time in which we figure that out, he cannot possibly effectively lead the Ohio House of Representatives, so he probably should. Anyway, that's a sidetrack. DeWine did not hold his press conference yesterday because of that, and he will hold it today, and he's expected to announce more measures against Ohioans' liberties, probably a statewide mask mandate that other states have done. If not, uh, the expansion of his coloring book. He's got 19 counties colored red now. Who knows how many more? Anybody going into purple? We'll see what kind of lockdowns and shutdowns and orders are in store for us. And the reason I bring that part of this up is to let you know that, once again, I believe the governor of the state of Ohio to be lying. Everything he has said about this thus far is dubious at best. It can be challenged. The uh, evidence is circumstantial. The evidence is out of context. Uh, There is other evidence that has been suppressed, data denied. So all of the things that we have heard from the state of Ohio thus far, to me, are completely in question, and they should not impact anything having to do with public health, with uh, economic uh, health, with the ability for businesses to stay open, restrictions for people. And I'm going to tell you that, too, by the way. I wear my card around my neck, but I have not yet had to show it within, show it to anyone. I'm talking about my blue card from CFFS, the Citizens for Free Speech, one that I'm holding in front of me right now that reads on the front, wearing a face mask poses a serious health risk to me under the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA, I'm not required to disclose my medical condition to you, but I am exempt from any local or state regulation mandating face mask usage in public. And it goes on to talk about the Americans with Disabilities Act, etc. The back of the card has the First Amendment on it. I wear this as a tool and as a symbol uh, that we will not comply with these orders that they may indeed pose a significant health risk to the wearer, and that's true depending on the health condition of the wearer. And it's up to, it's nobody else's business as to what that condition is. But I wear this around my neck whenever I go into stores, since my county, Lorraine County, went into the red portion of the governor's little coloring book. But I've never had to use it. I've never had to show it as a symbol or as a reminder to store owners or anybody else that hassles me that they're asking for trouble if they try to violate HIPAA laws and demand to know what my condition is. And if they uh, refuse to allow me to come in uh, because they would be denying somebody access under uh, in violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Or at least they could be, and it's up to them if they want to challenge and find out. And let's see where it goes in a court of law. Chances are they won't want to. But I wear that card, which you can get as well for a very small donation at citizensforfreespeech.org. But I haven't had to use it. Just yesterday, after I got off the air, I visited four businesses. I visited a pool store because I needed some supplies for that. I visited a big box store because I had to return something. I visited a glass company because I needed to get something made. And I visited, what was the other one? 
Oh, for goodness sakes, I'm drawing a blank. I think I'm really showing my age right now because I can't remember where else I went. But I went into four places. And I wore the badge, the card around my neck. And I just kept walking past every sign I saw that said, no mask, no entry, no exceptions. I just walked around like a free man. I did my shopping, I engaged in my commerce, I, I checked out at my registers, I left the buildings, not a single soul stopped me. Not a single soul questioned it. And I think it's because most of the employees at these places know that what they are doing is useless and pointless. And they know that the lies regarding the number of cases in the state of Ohio they know that uh, the government isn't telling us the truth about it. They know that the surge is wholly manufactured and not legitimate. They know that the death rate is lower and lower and lower. It's decreased, by the way, 75% since mid-April, according to the federal government yesterday. But they know doggone well that this threat is not real. They know doggone well. And when I say the threat, it's not to say the virus doesn't exist. Don't be silly. But the, the threat to the overwhelming majority of Americans is minimal and that those that are threatened are being taken care of and being protected. And so most people know that this is garbage and they don't bother me. If you don't walk in scared like a little sheep and looking around, is anybody going to yell at me for not wearing a mask? If you just march like a free man marches, and I mean strut. I do. I just strut in. I don't mean in an exaggerated manner, but I mean literally. I just walk in my normal pace with my normal confidence like I'm doing normal everyday business because that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're allowed to do under the law. And if somebody wants to challenge my ability to live and breathe freely under the law, I'm ready for that challenge. And I want you to be as well. I want you to join me. Say these words. We will not comply. We will not comply. We will not surrender to social control in the way of face masks any more than we will surrender to social control in the way of a, you have to have this vaccination or else you can't travel. Because you know that's where this is headed. Mandatory vaccinations. Again, over something with a lower fatality rate or mortality rate than the seasonal flu. But if you don't take their mandatory vaccination, if you don't roll up that sleeve and accept whatever it is that they want to plunge into your arm, you will not be given your travel certification so you can't get on planes. You will not be allowed to leave the country. You will not be allowed to do all kinds of other things, limiting your rights. This is the test run, my friends. If they can make 330 million people take the mask, it'll be that much easier to make them take the needle. And if you want them pumping Lord only knows what into your body, when it's wholly unnecessary, especially given the fact that we had 60 million people infected by H1N1 back in 2009, and they never came up with a vaccine, and they eventually just gave up on it. H1N1 is no longer a threat. But this is the one that they're going to try to push on you. I'm not going to be, I, 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 I'm going to say it again. Join me. We will not comply. This mask issue is one that we cannot lose because it is very indicative of what is to come. This is their trial balloon. This is their test run. 
Make you take the mask, then make you take the needle. Get your uh, get your own card. Wear it around your neck. Use it as a tool. Use it as a symbol of non-compliance. And live your life freely, breathing the free, clean air. Unless, of course, you're sick. If you actually are sick, got a cough, got a fever, got a sniffle, got a flu, got a got a, uh, a sneezes or whatever it is, stay home. Be smart. And if you want to wear one of those because you're afraid, go ahead. That's freedom. But if you want to express your freedom by breathing the free and clean air as a healthy person should, say we will not comply. Get your card now at citizensforfreespeech.org. Your phone calls are coming up next. Ten twenty four, the Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Join me. We will not comply. Uh, let's go to my friend Khalid. Khalid Namar is the co-host of the Todd Allen Show that you hear on Sunday nights right here on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Khalid is also one of the founders, along with Dan Messina, another great guy of the American Trinity Project. Hey, uh, Khalid, did I get all the plugs in? Yes, you did, sir. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you, brother. Next I love Tuesday. the work you do, man. I love the work you do in all of those facets. Seriously, on the air and then with the American Trinity Project, you guys are dedicated patriots. Sorry, what'd you call about? You, yeah, well, we're getting we're, we're getting back out there to do some things. We have to keep fighting. As tough as it is, we got to keep fighting for the minds of of, of of younger people. We are having a viewing of Uncle Tom next Tuesday at Sliman uh, in Independence. For those who haven't seen it, I have yet to see it, but uh, Dan did all the work putting this viewing together as a little fundraiser for us. So next Tuesday, Slimans, you can go to Dan Messina's uh, Facebook page. He'll have the information on there. Next Tuesday at 6.30 at Slimans in Independence, so we're going to get together. We now already got, how, uh, how, uh, how are you dealing with the social distancing and masking rules? We have talked about that. We're going to have, we, we don't want to get the restaurant dinged by the, uh, by the police, so we're going to have social distancing. We're going to have masks. Uh, we're going to set the room up to where it's compliant. So uh, we definitely will be prepared to do that to make sure that uh, we don't cause any problems. Uh, See, now, I respect that, Khalid. I respect that. I, that. That's very important, and I want people to know. I am not anti-mask in every single circumstance. I am anti-mask mandate, um, you know, especially, but in a situation like this where the restaurant is allowing you to have this gathering, but you do. You don't want the Ohio Health Department being called on them. You know, wear the mask inside if that's what you have to do to have this bigger, more important event, the viewing of Uncle Tom. I respect that, and, and I like that, and if I was coming to this event, I would wear the mask out of solidarity with the movement of you know of people there gathered to watch a very important film at this particular time in american uh, you know in american society yeah, absolutely and, and and dan and i had that discussion we're going we're going to definitely do that because this, this is a good uh slimes is a fantastic restaurant on independence right on uh rockside so we respect them and uh in this hard time where it's difficult for restaurants to even get customers we're going to make sure that we do our best for them while having our event uh, i want to bring up something real quick something you may not have heard of um, nationally most people have it uh there's a police officer in milwaukee by the name of joseph mensa okay so what's interesting about joseph mensa uh not that he was involved in a fatal police shooting uh not so much but he was involved in not one not two but three fatal police shootings since 2015. Three fatal police shootings. The national media has its math that they do. So 
one plus one plus one plus one equals zero. And that is one black cop, <laughs> two black victims, and a Hispanic victim equals zero. Zero interest in, in sharing this story nationally. If this had been a white cop, Joseph Mensa would have been responsible for that city burning. But, but since, he is, since he is not, the national media has zero interest in covering these stories. Why? Because I've been saying this, I've been writing about this for years, so so you, they're only interested in black uh, victim, white perpetrator uh, stories that they can exploit. They have zero interest in anything else, and this is why I despise them, because so much of what is happening in this country is a result of what they're force-feeding people through that boob tube. It is black victim, white perpetrator narratives, and anything outside of that, they have zero interest in it. Well, to to underscore your point, and that's a great point, by the way, I was not aware of Joseph Mensa, uh, but I did look it up as you were speaking, and you're 100% right about what you just described. Um, but as evidence of that, last night, Khalid, 14 people were shot in Chicago. 14 yes. people in one night in this terrible event outside a funeral home. 14 people were shot. You know that the race of these people, the vast majority, as they are always in Chicago, was African American. The shooters and the victims are always 70 to 80 percent in Chicago African Americans. Have you heard one word from Black Lives Matter about those lives? Have you heard one no. word about the 70 people that were shot this past weekend in Chicago? No. Have you heard one no. word about the 2,154 people who have been shot in Chicago, again, 80% black, since the start of this year? It's only July 22nd, and 2,150 people have been shot, about 400 of them fatally. You haven't heard one word about those black lives. Why? <laughs> because they're not being taken, as you said, by white perpetrators. Exactly. And let me make one last quick point. Remember the Gina, Louisiana hoax years ago where yeah. thousands of people went down to this little one horse town, 3000 people in it to, to have a 1965 uh, march and, and, and protest. Yeah. Celebrities, everybody went down to this little town to, to, to show their uh, to pump their fist in the air along with CNN and everyone else. Well, thousands of people have no courage to go to Chicago and march in the streets to save lives. Because it doesn't take any courage to go to a town with 3,000 people in it. But it takes some courage to walk the streets of Chicago. And I grew up in, in Cleveland and Chicago. So I can tell you, people who are out there on the streets, and there are people, they have some courage. These fake celebrity activists and these phony athletes, it takes no courage to kneel on the football field. But it takes some stones to go to these streets in Chicago and march up and down the streets and say, hey, stop this nonsense, which is why none of them are doing it. Very well said. Hey, Khalid, before you go, because we've got to get to our news, what day and time for the Uncle Tom viewing? Uh, next Tuesday, that would be the 28th, 630, Slimans and Independent. Khalid, always good to hear from you, brother. Thanks so much for the call. Thank you, brother, for everything you do for us. Thank you. Got you. It. Uncle Tom, of course, is the movie he's talking about. They will watch. A group viewing is available at Simon's Tuesday, uh, as he said, uh, at 6.30. Uncle Tom is the movie you need to see, the one that they don't want you to see. The leftist Democrats don't want you to see. They don't want you to know uh, what people like Larry Elder and Candace Owens and uh, Herman Cain and Brandon Tatum and Ben Carson and so many others have to say. African-American conservatives who had an epiphany and had an awakening that everything they've been told about conservatism and liberalism or progressivism as it pertains to race was a lie. They don't want you to know. 
the story of Uncle Tom is available now at UncleTom.com uh, with a 20% off promo code, Cleveland. Go to UncleTom.com, use the promo code Cleveland, save 20% off the price, or... Go and see uh, Uncle Tom with uh, with Khalid and the American Trinity Project on Tuesday at Slimans. News time now. More of your calls right after this. Ten thirty seven. We roll onward on this Wednesday episode. Don't forget, if you miss interviews uh, like the one I had this morning with Trey Penny from Dallas, Texas, about the uh, NFL allowing the names of uh, what they call police brutality victims on helmets, just four years after the NFL refused to allow the names of, uh, not even the names, just a logo in support of five murdered cops on Dallas Cowboys uh, helmets. That interview and that discussion is uh, on our uh, podcast page, which is whkradio.com. Go to the podcast link, local podcast, Bob France Authority, hour number one. Phone calls uh, are yours now, 216-901-0945. Let's get right to them. We'll go to Jeff, I believe, in Cleveland next. Hi, Jeff. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. Uh, thank you for allowing me to have this time. First-time caller, long-time listener. Um, I'm a tax-paying resident of the city of Cleveland, and I recently read an article actually yesterday about um, the riots that took place with BLM in the city of Cleveland, where it's going to cost $6.1 to $6.3 million. And I wanted to get your opinion on who's going to pay for this. Is it going to be Black Lives Matter? George Soros? Is uh, there a riot fund in the city of Cleveland? Is Antifa going to pay for that? Um, I just wanted to get your opinion and your interpretation on this. Well, um, if you're asking who should pay for it versus who is going to pay for it, um, I'll, I'll answer it in two ways. The first one, uh, the first question is your first answer, uh, and that is that Antifa should pay for it, that Black Correct. Lives Matter should pay for it. That those organizations have, been, especially BLM, has taken in so much, much money. money. Yeah, oh, if you look at their website, goodness. definitely, I agree. Yeah, um, they they could easily pay for all of the damage done to the city of Cleveland and in other places. But you know who will pay for it is you. If yeah. you're a Cleveland resident or somebody who works in the city of Cleveland and pays local taxes, that way you will pay for it. And the reason I mean, why is is the reason the reason why, of course, is because the city of Cleveland allowed this to happen, and as such, President Donald Trump is telling cities that refuse to stop the smashing, the burning, the destruction, etc., you're on your own. No federal tax dollars, which would still be ours, but no federal tax dollars are going to be allowed to go to cities who allowed the the, uh, the riots to go on unabated without putting police out there to try to stop them. Excuse me, so what can we do as ordinary citizens to prevent, you know, prevent this? Prevent for us from paying for it? Well, you know, probably nothing, because, uh, again, they're not going to ask you, hey, send I mean, me a donation to pay. They're just going to take already collected tax dollars in the general fund, and they're going to they're going to use them to, you know, to better the city and improve the city, and that means, of course, fix up all of the damage. So I mean, do we have there's to, not much you can we, do other than get rid of the leadership, which nobody is yeah, going to do. Yeah, well, and we have a Democratic mayor in there, and our, our city council, they There's Democratic it, mayors so. and city councils in yeah. every one of these cities that burn yep. on the regular, on a regular basis. 
Portland, Minneapolis, uh, you know, uh, Seattle, Detroit, San Francisco, Chicago. Detroit, Chicago, yep. New York. It's Democrat, 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 uh, has been for decades in all of these places, and they get the same results every time. That's why President Trump is saying, you know what, Democrats, you allowed this to burn. You, in fact, encouraged yep. it. Yep. Hell, you told some of your police officers to kneel in solidarity with, uh, with the, the, you know, the anarchists. So, you know, if this is what you brought on yeah. and you wouldn't do yeah. anything to stop it, don't yes, come to us and about kneeling, I'll be, I'll be real quick. Um, I'm a longtime NFL watcher and I love sports. Um, if they do change the Indians logo, I'm done watching uh, MLB. I will not watch NFL anymore because of the radical approach they've taken. Um, and I just wanted to thank you for all you're doing and, and leave it at that. Well, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Jeff. I hope you become a second-time caller. That's a great first-time effort. Good stuff. Um, by the way, somebody pointed out to me this morning, and I didn't realize it. Do you know what MLB, Major League Baseball, is backwards? I'm not sure what it means, but there it is. MLB backwards. You think about what it means, and uh, it's just kind of coincidental. I'm sure it has means. In fact, I know it means nothing, but it's just kind of coincidental. MLB is BLM, and MLB tweeted from the official MLB account yesterday that they support BLM. And that is one of the reasons why I will no longer support the MLB. Not patronize them, won't buy a ticket, won't watch a game on television, I'm done. I'm a lifetime sports nut. I started my career in sports radio. I continued sports radio on the side up until about uh, a year ago. I love sports. But I will not watch the NBA in their bubble with Black Lives Matter painted on the court. I will not watch them as they wear their anti-cop and pro-BLM social justice messages on the backs of their jerseys. I will not watch the NFL as they fly Black Lives Matter flags at stadiums and as they play uh, non-American national anthems along with the actual national anthem. I will not support them as they kneel in support of a Marxist organization that's goal is to destroy the United States from its basic foundation, to kill this republic and rebuild it in a collectivist, socialist-slash-communist model, I'm not going to support organizations that support those things. Major League Baseball, the National Football League, and the National Basketball Association are, as of now, dead to me. And I believe they will be to millions of other Americans. It's going to kill me. That's going to kill me. I've been watching football Sunday afternoons literally my entire life, five decades plus a little. I've always done it. Sunday afternoons are going to be doing something else now. Same thing with baseball games. I'm not going to watch them on weeknights. I'm just done. I will not support in, with either ratings or dollars organizations that think, let me. how about this? Did you see, speaking of, and, and by the way, Understand, as I always need to give the qualifier out there, that this has nothing to do with actual black lives. When I say I will not support Black Lives Matter, because I do support black lives, because I support lives. I support human lives. That's why the Black Lives Matter moniker is such a joke. What it should say is all black lives matter. If it did, then they wouldn't uh, support the killing of millions and millions and millions and millions of black lives inside the womb. And they would care about black cops being shot like David Dorn. And they would care about black murder victims of inner city uh, black uh, killers. They would care about all black lives. 
So it's not about black lives per se. It's about the organization Black Lives Matter, which is a stated, admitted Marxist organization hell-bent on destroying the United States of America, destroying the patriarchy, as they call it, destroying the nuclear family, etc. So I'm not going to support an organization like that. But the, uh, but the NBA, just to finish this out, James Harden is one of the best players in the NBA. He's a former MVP. He is a walking, talking trip, triple-double. He is uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. One of the best players in the league and one of the most popular players in the league. He had a photograph taken in support of wearing masks, which is his right. And he put on a mask that covered his face and his beard, which is long. He's known as the beard because he wears a long beard, for those listeners who may not know. But he had a big mask on, and it happened to be a blue and black, thin blue line uh, or Blue Lives Matter or something like that. Um, in other words, show of support for police. That was the kind of mask he had on. Leftist Twitter went crazy. How can you support cops? Cops hate black people, James. How can you wear a Blue Lives Matter mask or a thin blue line mask that shows support for police? Don't you know police kill hundreds of black people, unarmed black people every year? Now, all of those things are lies, but that's what Twitter said. And James Harden had to apologize, saying, no, 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 I just wore it because I thought it looked good, not about the message. So if an NBA player is perceived to be opposed to killing cops, which is, by the way, what the Thin Blue Line or the Blue Lives Matter um, messages are all about. If James Harden is perceived to be anti-dead cops, he has to apologize for that. No, no, no. Don't think I support cops or don't think I don't support killing of cops like others do. I'm with y'all, but I just like the look of the mask. That's why I put it on. He had to apologize for that. <laughs> and you wonder why I'm not going to give them a nickel of my time or an ounce of my attention. Or a nickel of my money, rather. Or an ounce of my time or attention. Um, John, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, John. Hey, morning, Bob. At our local library, there's signs all over the place, inside and out, that you must wear a mask. And uh, when I walked, I had my card on, and when I walked in, I was immediately challenged. And when I showed them, showed them my badge, uh, I was good to go. And good for you. I also, I shop at the local Marks, Heinen's, and Giant Eagle. And all these places, I was challenged when I walked in. And I showed them the card, and I was, I was, I was fine. So I want to thank you for calling setting us up with these cards. Good for you, John, and I'm glad they were effective. Now, I should point out, you know, they they carry no legal weight, really. You know, they're not, you know, they're not written up by a lawyer or something like that. But again, it's a symbol of, look, if you wear it and explain to them, I can't wear a mask, it's not healthy for me because of my condition, that's all you have to say. You show them the card that that kind of repeats the same thing. It's not always going to work. Some people are going to be hardliners and say there are no exceptions here. Now, if you want to kindly remind them that the governor's orders specifically say that there are exceptions for people with certain health conditions, you can remind them that. You know, the governor's order here closing all of, or excuse me, mandating masks in these counties or this county that you happen to be in, uh, say that there are exceptions. Are you not going to honor that exception? Put it back on them and ask them. And if they say, no, we're not honoring that exception, you can tell them, fine, you'll uh, report that to the health board, uh, that they're not uh, honoring the, the exceptions, and that'll probably get them to change their mind. But if they really want to be jerks about it, you know what, John, you know what I do? Go shop somewhere else. 
Tell yeah, them thank you. Sure. I will, I've 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 got you know I've got a hundred dollar grocery bill or a hundred and fifty dollar grocery bill or whatever that I'm about to spend somewhere or grocery list. Uh, I'll do it somewhere else. Thank you very much. And 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 just let them be. That's that's the way I handle it. Yeah. Well, the other thing I got going for me is I'm uh, old. You know, so it fits in. <laughs> How, uh, well, you know what, <laughs> you know what, John. And I'm going to say this to you. I don't know you. I mean, you're a caller, you're a regular caller, I recognize your voice. But I'm going to say this, I don't know you. If you are old, as you say, or elderly, or a senior, or whatever, and fall under the category of, you know, most vulnerable to the coronavirus... Nobody's going to nobody's going to shame you for wearing a mask. If you want to wear a mask, John, because you feel like, hey, uh, you know, th- this disease is real, this virus, and it does impact people in my age range more than others, don't feel like you don't have to wear it, but just know that you have the freedom to make that choice yourself. That's what I'm pushing, the freedom to make I the don't choice on the wear a mask. I don't okay. want to wear a mask. Well, okay. Think about it. When you breathe out, when you breathe normally, you're breathing in oxygen and you're breathing out CO2. Correct. When you put a mask on and you breathe out, you're, you're or you breathe back in. You're breathing in your old CO2. You're right. I, I don't. I don't buy masks. I get it, John. I'm with you 100%. I really am. I, it, it is not comfortable. I, I have a hard time as well sucking in my own CO2. Uh, I have seen people wearing masks start to cough, and they pull the mask off of their face so that they can cough into the air because they don't want to cough into their mask and then suck the cough back in when they inhale. So think about the sense of that. The mask is supposed yeah. to keep your germs in, but then you take it off to cough so you don't have to, you don't fill up yeah. your mask with your own germs. Germs. Think about the sure. sense of that, and it's pointless. But I just wanted you to know, and thank you, John, for your phone call. God bless you. I wanted you and every other senior to know. When we talk about not complying, when we talk about you know not being forced to wear the mask, the mask of shame or the, the chain around your face that I call it that limits your freedom, blah, blah, blah. Don't think that we're shaming people who need to wear one or feel better about wearing one because you might be in the most vulnerable age range. Or in a health comorbidity status, if you have a health condition that is particularly vulnerable to the coronavirus, you know, we've seen diabetes is one of those, obesity, uh, we have seen, you know, uh, uh, people with uh, pneumonia, respiratory illnesses, these kinds of things that might be worsened by coronavirus, don't, don't. Don't feel like you're not allowed to wear a mask because, you know, we're, we're preaching about the liberty of it all. That's the beauty of it. We, we live in a free country where you should be able to wear a mask shame-free if that's what you need to do to protect your own health. But you shouldn't be forced to wear a mask. You should be allowed to go maskless, also shame-free, because that's what a free society offers. I'm very glad to know that your card, the blue card outlining your rights to not wear a mask under the exceptions provided by the Americans with Disabilities Act, I'm glad it works for you. And I'll encourage everyone else again who wants one. I wear them. Log on to citizensforfreespeech.org. Citizensforfreespeech.org. And get yourself one of the blue cards. That'll be, but they're in a huge back order right now because so many people around the country are wearing them. But um, go ahead and put your donation in and get yourself one of those cards. It'll help you in your effort to remain free. Mask free as well. All right, right back with the final segment after this. If you give this man a ride, sweet. 